Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Before we launch into today's episode, friend, I am so elated to let you know about a launch that is coming in literally a few weeks. By the time this episode comes out, we'll be a few weeks out from wait for it, the official Terra Sun sticker shop. I have been wanting to do this for a long time and provide stickers of the devotional graphics I post over on my Instagram through my iPad art. After months and months of planning and praying, I am beyond grateful and humbled and blessed to announce that the shop will be launching and you can purchase your stickers on May 17th. These stickers, I pray that they're more than just something that you can slap on an item on your phone case, on your computer, on your water bottle, on a journal. I really pray. God and I have been really doing a lot of brainstorming. My hope is that these would be reminders of God's word in a really sweet way to adorn and just decorate your life with truth. So through these graphics that I make, I pray that they point you to the Lord, they point you to the word, and they also are amazing conversation starters with other people, and also that you enjoy the way they look and you think they're cute too. So here's the scoop. Here's how you can purchase. If you want to be the first person to shop this launch, I have a limited quantity of stickers for this first launch in the shop. So if you want to be the first to make sure you grab your hands on these six unique sticker designs when we launch the shop, you need to sign up via your email. In the show notes, I'll have the link to sign up. You enter your email and I will send you an exclusive email one day before the shop launches. You heard me right, one day before the shop launches and you can shop the stickers and purchase them before anyone else, before I announce it to my Instagram, before I announce it anywhere else. And so you'll have first access to know that. But also make sure to follow me on social media on Instagram to make sure you can find all the links. But again, please make sure to enter your email. You will be the first and that way you'll be guaranteed to have your hands on these stickers when they launch. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being excited with me, for encouraging me to do this, and for just being a sweet sister and friend in the Lord. I am so beyond blessed that we get to do this together, and I pray that these stickers are amazing gifts for yourself, for others, and again, sweet reminders of God's truth. Don't forget, 
link in the show notes. Listen to today's episode, but make sure to sign up. You will be the first to shop on May 16th before official launch day, May 17th. Hi, sis. Welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose behind this podcast and online ministry is to help beautiful women like yourself know, love, and live God's truth. Not only will this be a space of truthful, faith-filled talks, it will also be a place where we let God's word speak for itself, because God's truth speaks. My name is Tara, and I'm your host, but you can call me your sister. Join me each week as we talk about the truth of God's word and how it can ignite us with purpose. We'll talk about God's word, how we're called to live, challenging topics, and grow in faith together and equip our hearts. Let's be women who love his truth, live his truth, and spread his truth. such a joy, no pun intended about today's title of the episode, to be back and talking with you today here, friends. It is my favorite day of the week. It is my favorite opportunity to sit down and talk to you on the podcast. Today, I am given the amazing opportunity to have a conversation with my real in like real in-person friend, Lauren Carter. She is a women's ministry pastor in Oregon. She is a mama. She is a beautiful and bold servant-hearted leader for the Lord. We're talking today about joy, what it means to choose joy. We hear that popular phrase all the time. It's kind of trendy. It's kind of cute on Pinterest, but what does it actually mean? And what does joy look like for the believer? Because it's very different than what the world says. We're breaking down the difference between joy and happiness, how we can have true lasting joy in Christ in those hard circumstances. Lauren breaks it down so beautifully. Stay tuned for this wisdom. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my sweet, sweet friend, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast today. I love getting to talk to you. You're one of my sweetest friends, and it's super fun to be able to interview a real-life friend too. So thank you again for being here. Would you please introduce yourself to the ladies who aren't sure who you are and just tell us a little bit about what you do and what you love? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Makes me feel so honored. Um yeah, man, what do I do? Um, well, I'm a mom of two little boys. They keep me on my toes. <laughs> um, and uh, I get to stay at home with them a lot of the week, which I love. Um, but I also am the director of women's ministries for our church here in Salem. Um, and so I kind of balance sometimes I'm working on that and do you know a few minutes at a time and then go give someone a snack (laughs) but I love it uh, yeah it's just it's a balance um and if I'm if I'm not home I'm usually here at the church these days um but I love it it's just it's I'm right where right where God wants me to be um and I also serve on the board for Salem Angels which is um like a local chapter of a national organization that serves kids and families experiencing foster care, which is something I'm just super passionate about. Um, And so that's something that I also am invested in here and there um, throughout my months and um, just, yeah, you know, doing a little remodeling of some homes with my husband every now and then in our free time. It's like, we like to fill up our, we like to fill up our schedule. 
But I love um, it. <laughs> yeah, man, we live in live in Salem. My husband and I have been married for almost eight years. Wow, that, you so. guys. I know. It's just it's a good life, man. It's mm. full, but my only complaint is that it's too full of good things sometimes. So I think I'm doing good. <laughs> right. I mean, sometimes yeah. even the good things can be overwhelming, but <laughs> it's but, so true. But thankful for it. I love yeah. it. I am so obsessed with the way that you serve wholeheartedly. I'm obsessed with your little boys. I love how you and Jordan remodel yeah. homes. It's just so fun to be able to see that both online and to be able to see that in person. So I yeah. would love <laughs> to ask a favorite thing of yours too. This is such a fun way to not necessarily like break the ice, but just to like get to know something that some of my friends are loving. So tell us all who are listening, we are on the edge of our seats. What is Lauren Noel Carter loving right now in her life? <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to ask me this. And I every time I consider it, I'm like, wow, I'm so boring. What do I love? No, um, you're not. You're not. I'm excited. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, my boring answer is probably the same as everyone else. Like I'm obsessed with Pinterest still because I'm always like, right now, I feel like if I try to stop scrolling social media, which is always a goal of mine lately, yeah, then I just end up scrolling Pinterest <laughs> because I'm like, <laughs> let me yeah. just plan out uh, my dream home and a rental and just like pretend that I'm I don't know, Joanna Gaines, but um, okay, a more specific thing, I cannot stop eating. Um, have you ever tried white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups? No, I haven't. Like the actual peanut okay. butter cups? Yes, but it's white chocolate, and this is also the key. It's the Thins, okay? Mm. Thin white chocolate Reese's peanut butter cups. Like I cannot, you know, when you're at the grocery store and you're getting ready to check out, I cannot stop grabbing like a bag of those. <laughs> and it's just, it's so dangerous. I like have those stashed ever in my house. It's terrible. So you need to go out and get yourself some of those and your life will be changed. Oh my gosh. I have not heard of these. Maybe because when I'm like grocery shopping, like I'm on a mission, I'm like, I got to get out of here as quick as possible. But like, if I stop, yeah. maybe I would find these gems. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You, you're really missing out. Your life will not be the same. I don't know if you'll thank me or not because they are dangerous. But well, yeah, I, I did just tell Michael that I wanted to cut out sugar for a couple weeks. So <laughs> man, you're a better woman than me. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Lauren. I'm just <laughs> Hey, maybe that'll be my my reward for cutting out sugar for a couple of weeks, like to ease back in. Because like I was talking to my mother-in-law and she's like, you can't just like go cold turkey. She's like, you know, obviously yeah, you can no. cut down like how much you do. So I'm, we're all going to have to try them and we'll let you know if we're obsessed yeah, just like you, which back. you probably will be. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh my here. gosh. I love that. And I love hearing that. I mean, it's so fun to be able to hear people's favorite things. I love Pinterest. I love candy. I just love getting to see what people are obsessing over. So super fun. I am very honored to have this conversation with you, sweet friend, today. I have like, for the people listening, like Lauren and I, I've been friends for a couple years. We're actually related too, which is super cool. Um, that's a whole nother story, but we have some really cool connections in our lives. But over the last couple of years, I've really gotten to know her. And something that really has stood out to me and her is her joy in real life and not even necessarily just 
her being bubbly and sweet like she is all the time, but this rooted joy that we're going to talk about today. And, you know, we hear this phrase choosing joy a lot. And so I immediately thought of Lauren to talk about this topic because we all know that we're supposed to be joyful in the Lord. We're supposed to rejoice in the Lord, but we're not really sure how to do that, especially when life is hard, when there's a pandemic, when there's all of these things. So Friends, we're going to dive right into two phrases right now to set the scene with Lauren. And the first two phrases or words actually are joy and happiness. So Lauren, I would love to hear your take on this. What has God taught you about these words in your life and how would you define them? How does God define them? Like the world has a lot of different definitions of these words, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love this topic so much. Um, And oh, thank you for your kind words by the way yeah. so that means a ton of course um appreciate you I I love that you asked me to talk about this topic um it is one of my favorite topics actually but it's so funny um so Tara won't wrap me out but this is actually round two of us uh, recording this <laughs> podcast because of my technical difficulties but it's just God's timing is so funny because I mm, um yeah. woke up yesterday morning and just told Jordan like just not feeling it today like and he was like what do you mean like going to work or I was like just you know in general just life and I just was like honestly not feeling overly joyful and then uh, as I kind of got up and around I was thinking how funny that um you know Tara and I get to talk about joy tomorrow yeah Yeah. and (laughs) here I am just like having to preach to myself and walk the walk Um, because you just don't always feel it and I think that that is what what trips us up is just that difference between joy and happiness Um, in my like Sunday school days I feel like that's something that uh, always will stick with me Mm -hmm. is a Sunday school teacher explaining that you know happiness is a feeling it's great but it comes and goes and joy is uh, is a fruit of the spirit is the thing that we choose to have um, and is honestly an evidence of mm-hmm. where our hope and our confidence come from and that's what doesn't come and go uh, when you live a life with Jesus and so um, that has just been something that's stuck with me always and I think man the more that I just dive into it 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 really is such a choice and that's like become such a cliche like choose joy phrase right Um, right but it's just it's so crazy how once you make the choice that you are going to be a joyful person um it's crazy like it's just a muscle it's you Mm -hmm. choose that perspective you choose that heart attitude and you make the choice ahead of time right um, right that you're you know you're not going to uh, choose to be happy or to not be happy to be joyful or to not be joyful in the moment you're not going to be swayed by your circumstances um, but that that's going to be the attitude of your heart no matter what comes next and I'm not saying that it's easy or that you're going to get it every time, mm-hmm, but yeah. <laughs> it it becomes truly like the heart of your attitude, regardless of your circumstances. And um, yeah, I think the, the main thing is like on our own strength, it's the reality is we're not going to be able to do it. But, um, you know, that's why it's called the fruit of the spirit is because right. the key is, you know, being, being in the word 
being in the spirit and you know using that strength that comes only from walking with God not relying on our own strength so right totally no I love that you said that it's an attitude um, mm-hmm. because I think an attitude and a choice which is so intentional um, mm-hmm. which is another thing that I really admire about you is being intentional in it and being intentional mm-hmm. to choose and to have an attitude of joy right and of choosing yeah. to live out that fruit of the spirit and choosing to ask God for his help like you said because mm-hmm. we can't do it on our own that's why you said it's the fruit of the spirit not a fruit of Tara or a fruit of yeah. Lauren because we have access to it, but it's not like a natural reflex for us. Right. So Mm -hmm. that is really, really convicting. And I guess another question too, I would have is like, why do you think like when people try to find their joy in the world, like, why do you think that they get tripped up and they Mm -hmm. get so frustrated or, um, they just don't find the satisfaction or the answers they're looking for? Like when they look for joy in the world, like what's the difference, you know, between Mm -hmm. what God offers and joy and what the world says joy is? Uh, that's like such, uh... That's such a great question because I think the thing is like life really is so beautiful. Like as hard and challenging as it is, there's also just so much beauty in it. And, Mm, um, and that's not bad. Like, you know, I think that it's, we can almost get so like, Oh, choose joy in the Lord, like in the world, not of it that like, we almost feel like then we have to shun every good thing. And it's like, no, like, God came to give us life abundantly. Like he created a beautiful world for us. Like literally every good thing that we experience and that we have comes from him, the Bible says. So it's like, there are so many good, beautiful, worthy things about this earth that we get to live on in this like life that we get to experience. Um, But the thing is, it's also like sin filled, right? Like, yeah. Genesis yeah. tells us like it's the perfection that it was created in has now been tainted and it's it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be fulfilling until Jesus comes back and we get to be reunited with him and, and all will be set right because of his sacrifice. So it's like our our hearts are longing for heaven because that's what we were created for, but we're in the in between of like we're not there yet and we're living out um, this life in an imperfect world where our hearts are longing for heaven. And it's like so easy for us to try to look for that fulfillment here on earth, because it's what we are created for. Like for love, wow, as yeah. using love as an example, like as women, especially we just grow up like imagining uh, our wedding day and the right, man that right. we'll fall in love with and our family and just like creating all these beautiful dreams that are so great and worthy but it's we can get caught and I think so many women this is like a root of so many issues that and challenges that we have is that we can get tripped up by looking for that like perfect love and that Mm -hmm. fulfillment that we're created for that we long for and the reality is even the most godly amazing husband father is still going to be as imperfect of a human as you and me are and it's still not going to meet every single need that we have and every single expectation or longing that we have for perfect love and you know that's just one example but you could say that about so many things it's it's, we're always looking for it and it's so 
easy to get trapped in um, kind of attaching that expectation to things of this world. And the reality is that they're just going to fail us. Mm-hmm. And right, right. so that's just, I mean, that's the difference right there is that the thing about having our hope in heaven is that it's not going to fail us. Like we know how the story ends. And so um, even even when you're walking with Jesus and you have a life dedicated to him, it doesn't mean that everything on this earth is going to go perfectly for you in your lifetime. Right. Yeah. In fact, it's not. And the Bible says like, expect that, you know, like yeah, expect yeah. them to hate you because you love me and rejoice in your suffering. Like we were given the expectation that things are not always going to go our way. And so that's the differences when we have hope in heaven and a confidence in heaven, then it's this unshakable, you know, no matter what circumstances I face here on earth, no matter the things that don't go my way and honestly might make me super unhappy and that's valid and justified, it still doesn't shake the the foundation of joy that I have because it's rooted in that hope of heaven. And that's where I find my confidence. That's where I find my security. And so I believe that God's working things out behind the scenes for my good, like it says in Romans 8 and his glory, even if I don't see it. And so I'm willing to put my faith and my trust in something bigger than my circumstances that I see here because I trust what God's word says about that. And so that's where my joy comes from. That's the whole power of choosing it is like it's it's having a perspective above and beyond what we can physically see here and what we may be even experiencing, even in the hardest times. And, um, man, that's the biggest difference that I see. And yeah, it's powerful. Absolutely. That is so good. Y'all need to write what Lauren said down. Joy <laughs> is, you know, finding your hope and your confidence in Christ. It's rooted in hope. I mean, that's so yeah. biblical. It's so true. I love how you said that. It was It's honestly like, it's something that I know in my heart, but something that when you said it, I'm like, oh, dang. Like, yeah, joy isn't like, it really, when people say it isn't based on your circumstances, it isn't based on, you know, this or that, this person or, you know, this status, this following count, you know, they're Mm -hmm. really, they're really right because our joy cannot be founded on anything that doesn't have a, like a solid foundation. And really the only Mm -hmm. thing that we have a solid foundation is in the hope of heaven. It's in the hope of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and what he did for us on the cross and what he's coming back to do, right? That is just, it just blows us away because joy can be rooted on promises. And it's, I think that's why it's tough because it's rooted on these promises, but it's on these things that we can't yet see, right? It's yeah, on these, yeah. it's on these things and this hope of heaven and this hope of, um, you know, a God that is with us, the Holy Spirit that's working, but we can't see it a lot. And I think that's right. maybe another reason why we get tripped up is because we don't, fully see that as, you know, like sinful, like really like not like the smartest human being. Sometimes we don't (laughs) get it. We can't understand it. But I think that's really important to remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it is so perspective because even what you're saying, like, I think there's no way we can't be convicted by that truth. Even me saying it, I'm preaching it to myself and it's convicting to myself because it's just a hard thing to do. It's always going to be easier said than done. But like you were saying, if we started every day, like really putting things into perspective and context and saying like, you know what, 
regardless of, I don't know what the circumstances are, like maybe you're walking into a job that you are not thrilled about, or you're sitting home with kids who are really challenging your patience, or you're waiting on unanswered prayers. Like if we started that day saying like, I am the daughter of the king who has already conquered everything Mm. I'm worried about, who has already done the work and, and is working things out for my good behind the scenes. And he has already written the end of my story. And it's a good story because he promises me that. And I am just a small piece of this story that he's invited me to be on this adventure with him. And ultimately in the end, like he has the final say, we're going to heaven. And my one job as a believer is to serve him with my life and make sure that others see that love and get to know him by getting to know me like it's it sounds like it's oversimplifying but yeah really like at the end of the day that's it right there and it's so funny because it sounds simple and we know it doesn't feel simple but man imagine if we just like put it into perspective every day it's like well who are we not to be joyful like if that's true if we really believe that that's the reality then like who cares? I mean, we care, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's perspective and it's holding ourselves accountable to preaching that truth over ourselves and giving us that, giving ourselves that perspective when we know that we can get caught in a cycle of losing perspective. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Sure. No, that's so good. And I think that a lot of times when we are lacking joy, like you said, we're lacking um, a sense of reality, right? I mean, Mm or we could say it in other words, reality or God's truth or the truth of, you know, what life looks like for us as Christians, because we're, we're talking to our sisters in Christ here. Like those who may be listening, who don't have a relationship with the Lord, like this Mm -hmm. is available to you, but it's only something that can be accessed through the spirit, through having a relationship with God. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like Lauren said, when it feels impossible, when it feels hard, it's because it is, it's because Mm -hmm. it is when we do it on our own and we try to combat it on our own. So I think just reminding ourselves of that truth, like, 
like Lauren said, it sounds simple, but the gospel mm-hmm. is cut and dry. Like there are hard things to live out and understand sometimes, but the gospel and living life in Christ is laid out for us. It's, you know, it's in the Bible. Yeah. It's it's literally in front of us and at our fingertips 24-7. And so I really appreciate hearing that it's just about I mean, a lot of it about choosing joy and being joyful in this life is remembering reality. And right. um, yeah, again, also, like you said, keeping yourself accountable or having other people mm-hmm. keep yourself accountable because, mm-hmm. oh man, it's easy even for the most bubbly, just loud, exuberant person to fall into times where it's not joyful and to want to sit there instead of yeah. rise up and, you know, take the fruit of the spirit that Jesus promises them, you know? Oh, yeah, because I think that I mean, even the opposite of what we're talking about can be true. Like, I think it's very possible to be experiencing moments of happiness, but be lacking true joy in our lives. Mm, that's good. Um, yeah. Your earthly circumstances might be great, or you might have moments of success or, you know, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, like the state of your heart is not in a good place or you don't sure yeah you're not walking with Jesus and so the true joy that is available to you isn't there and so it doesn't matter how happy life is like you're still missing out on so much more that's there for you you know yeah the true joy that is found in Christ which is so so good something else that I was thinking of just a side note when you were talking is that like a lot of verses um in the Bible like they I think it's in first Thessalonians is it first Thessalonians 5 where they say rejoice in the Lord is it that one Mm -hmm. pray Mm -hmm. continually without ceasing oh yeah um that verse I mean a lot of verses like that's the one that came to my mind though but Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus isn't saying Paul isn't saying any of these biblical authors aren't saying to rejoice in you know in your work in your circumstances circumstances and yeah. and even 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 the things that God has placed you and he's not saying rejoice in the things but mm-hmm. to rejoice in the Lord and to your creator and I think that's another key too that I was thinking of as Lauren was talking is that like it's not like she said putting your joy in circumstances or things or finding mm-hmm. your hope you know you can say that's synonymous there but it's actually putting it in the person and so I think even sometimes yeah. I think Lauren you can probably relate to this too we've tried to find joy even in good things like even mm-hmm. in seemingly really good things but when it's in things instead of in the lord first it's you know it's not in the proper order it's not you know where where god lined it up to be because he never says to rejoice and to find joy true joy i mean we can have joy in earthly things but he never says to find true joy in anyone else but himself you know it comes from that wellspring and that fountain in him right yeah oh that's so good i'm probably gonna butcher it but it makes me think of this thing about um being careful not to not to get uh, so enamored with your calling or the creation um, that you forget to be in love with the creator more. Mm, and I just, oh, I'm so guilty of that because you're right. Like it's, there's a, it's a unique trap of like, you're like, well, they're good things. And it's, I'm on my calling and like, I'm doing all of this for the kingdom of heaven. But it's like, yeah, but now is your calling that maybe is a really great thing. It is from Jesus, but is that calling now becoming your idol more right, than actually right. the creator who is giving you that calling, who it's really all about? And oh, that's, that's a whole nother topic. 
<laughs> that's a whole nother episode, man. Oh my yeah. gosh. I mean, uh. if we're not first finding our joy in the Lord, how are we, I mean, or if we're not finding, you know, the relationship and the hope and the joy in God, mm. we cannot possibly find joy and purpose in any other area of our lives. Right. I mean, cause God does mm. promise to have, to like give us joy and enjoyment and, um, pleasure and blessings through these things in our lives. But you mm. know, it's, it all comes from that source in him, you know? So yeah. So, so convicting even to me. I <laughs> wanted to talk about too, I know we we touched on this a little bit, but let's expand a little bit on like for the people listening, for us even, we need this just as much as our friends here listening. But I think a lot of us are under the impression that, you know, joy is constantly smiling, bubbling over with energy. That's what the world says. That's what we like, I mean, that's what comes to mind, I think, a lot, mm-hmm, like a mental mm-hmm. picture when we think of joy. Um, but, you know, what happens when we have trials and we have pain and there's confusion, there's frustration, much like 2020, much like even, I mean, even situations we may be walking through right now. Like, what does having joy look like in the mm-hmm. painful times, especially now that we know that it's a choice to make, you know, to choose joy? Yeah. Oh, this is these are the times where it becomes so important to understand that it's not just a feeling because I mean like you were saying um about kind of when it references joy in the bible it happens so many different times and in so many different ways but it's really interesting like there are so many references um or examples we see of joy that are not happy um Like, I mean, we even referenced this already in James, count it all joy when you face many trials. Um, I don't think what it's saying there is like, you know, be happy, like, yay, you're suffering. Like, like we got to see Jesus suffer in the Bible during his lifetime. And was he saying like, I am so excited to suffer. No, he was like praying, Lord, take this cup from me if you see fit. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep, even yep, Jesus yep. was not thrilled about suffering, but there's something about like it continues in James because it creates perseverance, which creates maturity and so that your faith will be lacking in nothing. It's like alluding to the fact that choosing joy is, is something that's different than happiness and we see um i love i love the example of the psalms david and other authors will see so many times throughout the psalms of just like such raw like pouring their heart out like i mean david is like people are trying to kill me and i have done some really terrible things and i mean just like the lowest of lows and i love Mm -hmm, like how real the Psalms is about like pouring out, but just the realness of human grief and suffering. But then so many times that the Psalms, it will immediately shift and say, but I will praise you, but Mm. I rejoice, but I choose, you know, and it's like, it goes from this is how I feel and then shifts to, but this is my action. And I think Mm. that that's, talking about what we're talking about the difference between the feeling and the action it's just how we always talk about you know love isn't a feeling it's an action and I think that that same thing can kind of be applied to joy because uh you're not always going to be feeling it but if we can take that example from Psalms it's like you know pour your heart out to God all you want like those feelings are human but 
then it's what are you going to do with your feelings are you going to choose to sit in the feelings are you going to choose to let them dictate your day or are you going to choose to claim joy as a fruit of the spirit are you going to choose to let that dictate the attitude of your heart and the the words that pour out of your mouth and the way that you treat the people in your home that's what choosing joy is makes me think of like when I um I have this super distinct memory of the first time I became a mom and being up in the middle of the night for like who knows you know the millionth time with a (laughs) newborn and like changing a diaper and just feeling like so I don't know I don't know about you but when I get tired my emotions are just like so all over the place oh yeah and I can always <laughs> tell like I, I even tell Jordan because I'm not a morning person and I would say like I've just learned that I can't trust my feelings before like 9 a.m because <laughs> it's just I totally know like my emotions are so impacted by how tired I am and so that's not a good combination when you're a new mom and you already have a lot going against you in the emotion department and then you're tired but I just remember being in the middle of the night and just feeling like so at a low and Finn was crying because he's a newborn and who knows why it just they just do it a lot and I was just like to this point where I felt so not joyful and I was just like desperate to get him to stop stop crying so that we could go to sleep and I will always remember that I just the first song that popped into my head that I started singing to him with no other thought than like maybe this will get him to start crying is the joy of the lord is my strength and it's yes, just so I funny because it. it was like man thank you lord for um using the faithfulness of my parents like 20 years ago to put me in yes. school so that I learned that song yes. to come into play now because I'm singing it to my son just trying to get him to stop crying and it was like weirdly ministering to my heart in the middle right. of the night so good. like yeah. the joy of the lord is my strength in that moment and i feel like i have nothing left to give right now but that's the fruit of the spirit being joy is that we in the lord get to choose it and mm-hmm. like it yeah. didn't mean that yeah. i was suddenly happy i still right. felt like i had nothing right. left to give but i just took the next step with a joyful I mean as joyful of a heart as I could muster and that's that's putting joy into action and I think uh, those moments are the hardest to choose it but man I think that those are the times when the glory of God shines through the most because I think when the world um, considers joy and even us we were talking about this it's so easy to understand why someone would be joyful when at least from the outside it looks like everything is going their way and we know even as Christians there are times that it's easier to rejoice than other times and so I think when you are able to still choose joy even though things are not going your way in light of disappointment or heartbreak or waiting on answered prayers or whatever your valid reasons are for for feeling hurt and sad and the very real things that come from being broken people in a broken world but then when we are still able to choose joy in those circumstances it's such a light for God because then the people around us our co-workers our children whoever it is 
sees that in us and that's what makes them go well wait that doesn't make sense so then what what else is at play here because just me on my own like if I was going through that without Jesus my response would not be joy so if you're able to choose joy even though I know that this really hard thing is going on for you there must be something more there and that's interesting I want to know what that is because I don't have that and so I think that it's just so beautiful and powerful I mean joy can be such a testimony um even just consistent joy like I really appreciate your sweet words about just thinking of me as a joyful person but I mean you're so right like bubbliness does not always Mm -hmm. equal joy um but I think the thing is um I really appreciate you saying that about me I do feel like that's something that maybe has kind of followed me in different workplaces um, or opportunities that I've had and I'm I feel proud of that because it's something that I'm intentional about like you were saying, and something that's really important to me, but I've done a lot of reading um, and just studying about how actually, um, I mean, I'm going to get a little bit nerdy, but how like, I love it. No, hit us with it. <laughs> okay. Like positivity and your emotional intelligence is actually um, statistically a lot more indicative of your professional and social success than say IQ levels. And so um, I just find that type of thing so interesting to learn about. And I think the thing is, um, I was listening to another podcast about this and the fact that, you know, different skills can be trained. You can go out and find a certain person who knows a certain thing that might enhance your team. But the bottom line is, if if you're a leader, if you're a boss um, or, you know, a coworker, you want positive people on your team and you want to be able to know what you can expect from people I mean the same goes for friendship like we want those types of friends who we can depend on them we know what to expect from them we're not worried about like oh what mood are they going to be in do I need to walk on eggshells with them but we know that we can expect consistent positive energy from them a consistently positive personality instead of one that's up and down and up and down and um it's really interesting when I was working in a very secular setting and definitely in the minority being a Christian, I also was definitely in the minority of being a consistently positive person. And it was one of the first times where I really realized the correlation of those two things. And I just found it so interesting and surprising that so that stood out to my coworkers so much because to me um obviously sometimes it came easier than other times but to me I was just like just another day in a life with Jesus like on my happy days I feel happy on my not happy (laughs) days like I'm still gonna choose to walk in with positivity because like the joy of the Lord is my strength and so to me I'm just doing my best to follow Jesus and to them they're like why are you so happy all the time and right there it's like an an opportunity for me to say Jesus you know yeah yeah like probably rolling their eyes at me but you know I'm gonna win them over eventually (laughs) because I'm gonna show up tomorrow and still treat them the same way and so joy can be such a testimony and I think that we um I don't know, maybe overlook it because it doesn't right. seem as like crazy impactful or whatever, but 
being a person who regularly and consistently shows up with a joyful attitude, no matter what's happening around you, like it rubs off on people. It's noticeable mm-hmm. to people yeah. because that's not the world. And so it's such a, it's such a powerful testimony that we have as people. Yeah. That's super, super encouraging. It's easy to think that like, oh, it's just an off day for me. I don't really have to show up and mm-hmm. be joyful and even not even just to do it to get attention, but like, ah, I don't know, it's like too much for me to represent mm-hmm. Christ in a joyful way today. Like, and people won't care. I'm just running to the store. I'm I'm just sitting in my office. I'm just doing this or that, right? Like I've right. had those moments where I'm like, I literally am not going to be around people too much. Or I'm not going to be interacting or it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it matters, right? Like people aren't going to notice, but like Lauren said, like, yeah, people notice. And if anything, they're going to notice something different about you. And it's mm-hmm. something that we want to draw attention to the Lord to like in everything we can give God the glory, like first Corinthians 10 31 says. And so mm-hmm. it's really convicting and challenging, I think. And I think it, like Lauren has been saying, like, I think it just comes down to being obedient to God and, you know, just remembering that, like, I think obedience is a choice, right? Like mm-hmm. we choose whether or not say, for instance, we're obedient to our parents, whether we're obedient to our spouse, whether we're obedient to show up to our job. Like, so that's mm-hmm. a choice. And it's the same thing with Christ. We choose to obey and do what someone tells us. And with Jesus, it's because he's given us this life abundant, you know, like mm-hmm. you were talking about earlier, Lauren, and it's just, yeah. that's hard, but I do believe, and I know we've all seen this in our lives that when we do choose it, when we even say yes to show up and, you know, choose joy and, you know, to put on that fruit and to follow God, even when we feel grumpy, even when we feel horrible. I do believe that even though it's not always a switch that turns on, I do believe that God does bring blessing. He brings, mm-hmm. um, you know, excitement and he brings true joy, you know, through mm-hmm. those circumstances eventually. Right. And so yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's really promising too. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's, I really, really appreciate that. Like every time I talk to you, even like in small conversations, it's like it's a it's a really good big sister chat for my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I would yeah. love just as we wrap up to mm-hmm. I guess just if you have a word of encouragement, I wanna speak I want us to speak to the girl who maybe wants this joy. She's heard about this joy that we've been talking about today, but she mm-hmm. is discouraged. She is sad. She is overwhelmed by the prospect of even carrying this out and not really sure how she can do it. No matter what her circumstances, what would you just speak over her? This would just be an awesome time for encouragement. Mm, yeah. I would just say like, take the pressure off yourself right here and now of figuring out on your own and finding this joy yeah. in yourself. I mean, it's no, like ugh, our world is so into like, centering yourself with positive vibes and I mean you know what I'm talking about and it's right, like there's, right. just, there's no amount of yoga and good energy and whatever that is going to solve your problem like the bottom line is that you are not enough we're not enough and that sounds kind of harsh but I actually mean it in a free yeah. way because when yeah. we realize that like we're just never going to measure up. We're never going to be enough. We're never going to have enough joy. We're never going to find it enough of it in the world. We're never going to uh, have all the qualifications. Like we're just never going to do it on our own because we weren't made to do it. And so once we just acknowledge that and get comfortable with it, it's actually so freeing, you know, because then we're not letting ourselves down. We don't have this expectation of 
figuring it out on our own, but instead we can let God work it out. As it says, his power is made perfect in our weakness. And so that's when we surrender and just say like, God, I'm not enough on my own, but I know that you are more than enough and have equipped me with more than enough. Like the Bible says he doesn't just give us what we need to do what he's called us to do out of barely enough. It says like out of his glorious riches, mm, out of a bunch, so good. he equips us. And so I would just say like, let that pressure off yourself and then just turn to the word of God that is full of truth and preach it over yourself. I mean, the mm-hmm. word of God yeah. says in second Corinthians, we can take captive every thought in second Timothy. It says that we haven't been given a spirit of fear or of timidity, but power, love, and a sound mind. I mean, all throughout the Bible are these promises that God will give us what we need to make this decision to choose joy. And so I would just say, like, stop looking for it in yourself and start looking for it in Jesus, because that's the only place that you're going to find it. And um honestly, like, I really believe that feelings follow your actions and so the thing is like especially if this whole thing is new to you um maybe the concept of choosing joy or even a relationship with god like if if you don't have that for yourself and this sounds like a foreign language to you um that's okay (laughs) because the thing is like once you get in god's word and like his word says that um his holy spirit will help you to understand you know, and to change your heart by a renewing of your mind, then it it gives you a new understanding that you're not going to have without that heart change that comes through a relationship with Jesus. Right. And the thing right. is, just because you say, I am going to choose joy, does not mean that you're just automatically going to feel happy. But there is so much to be said for, you know, accountability responsibility and the fact that we do have another fruit of the spirit is self-control like we have Mm -hmm. the opportunity to choose what we're going to do regardless of how we feel and so I really believe that like continue going to the word of God maybe you go read those verses that I just quoted and then you're like well that did not help me I feel just the same where's my joy Okay, so then even if you don't feel that way, get in the word of God again tomorrow and get in the word of God again the next day. And even if you feel like depleted and you don't know what to say, pray today and pray again tonight and pray again tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. and and use that self-control, form those good habits, be obedient, like you were saying, because we're not driven by our feelings, but we're driven by this choice. And so be disciplined, form the habit, be obedient, and then watch God follow it up with renewing your heart and mind and and teaching you about that joy as you learn more about him and get to know him. That would be my challenge is just like, it's there for you. God's word promises that it's there for you. So just accept it, go after it, go get it, you know? And if I can just get super nerdy with you one more time, like, it is so cool. Science actually really like reflects God's word and what we've been talking about because our brains 
actually have the capacity to like rewire themselves. Um, I listened to this whole talk about it once. I think it's just like the coolest thing ever, but it's like called retraining your neural, your neural pathways. So basically like if you have this, um, let's use like forgiveness for an example, you have like this harboring uh, negative and hurt feelings towards someone. And every time you think of him, you go down that same road of how you feel, how hurt you are, the resentment that you have, whatever. And so then you begin to, if you think about them, instead choose um, to follow that hurt up with positive thoughts. And you continuously hmm. follow it up with the opposite of the hurt. Like I'm choosing to forgive them. I'm going to call out positive traits. I'm going to call out what the word of God says about that person. Right. Yeah. And if we do that enough times, it retrains our brain that then when you think about that person, instead of going down the neural pathway of like, oh, I'm so hurt. I can't believe they did that to me. I'll never be able to forgive them. Suddenly our brain has retrained itself to think more positively about that person and to actually put that forgiveness that we've declared in our heart actually into action in our physical brain. It's so crazy. And so the thing is like, we actually do have the, not just spiritual, but physical ability to change our perspective because of how God's created us to. And so again, it's that self-control and it's making that choice, not based on how you feel like you wake up in the morning. And if your consistent feeling is like oh, another day, I just don't want to do this. I don't think I have it in me, but instead right, you wake yeah. up and you say, this is the day the Lord has made. I'm choosing to rejoice and be glad in it. Even if you don't feel it, right. you've had enough yeah. times and it's just like we're exercising the muscle. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's my advice. So good. And it's, you know, making that active choice and yeah. saying, hey, I feel low. I feel depleted. I feel even lower energy, but I am going to live out of the abundance that Christ offers me, you know, yeah. not out of yeah. my own self because I'm gonna, I'm not going to get anywhere. Even, even people that seem to have their life together can get absolutely nowhere without operating out of the fullness of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, mm. finding that joy in him too is so, so good. I'm going to leave that challenge here for all of us. Oh my gosh. Mm. It's so, so good, Lauren. I just <laughs> want to thank you for taking the time. Your life is crazy busy right now, but oh, I'm, I'm so thankful. Like every time I come away feeling so refreshed and challenged in the best ways, and you mm. know how much I love you and I appreciate <laughs> you and I uh, just want to honor you for being here. But before mm, we end sense. this interview, of course, before we end, I would love to have um, people just hear where they connect, can connect with you online mm -hmm. or, you know, um, your blog is amazing. Your Instagram as you're there occasionally, I would just love um, for people to go follow you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're the best. Um, real quick, I want to give like a little action step because I feel like it's, I gave a lot of like challenge, go do it. And then like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that can be overwhelming of like, what does that even mean? How do I do that? And so this is like my simple, all of us can do this. It takes nothing and anybody can do it. And it's going to make a big impact. I do this every time I'm noticing like myself start to get in a rut of being complacent or um, negative or just not feeling the joy of the Lord is I set an alarm on my phone to go off at the same time every single day. I like to do it at noon because it interrupts the middle of my day and whatever I have going on that day. And all it says is, what are you thankful for? Because mm. there is so much power 
in gratitude and declaring, choosing worship in your waiting or in your non-joy. And there's so much, like we were just talking about power in declaring that you're going to worship and praise God for something, even when you're not feeling that and the way that it turns your whole perspective around. And so Mm, go set a gratitude alarm. It doesn't matter what time you set it for. And I always like to, anytime it goes off, no matter who I'm around, I make them do it with me because it's just, (laughs) it's powerful. Yeah. So so it's an easy action step to get started. And yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to reset mine today, I think. Um, Okay. Where you can find me. Um, I'm trying to be better about being on Instagram. I go through waves of actually responding to messages and then I go through waves of like not being on Instagram for an entire week so it's kind of a mixed bag but uh, my name is Maureen Well Carter and I would love uh, to connect with you there um, like Tara said yeah I have a blog I couldn't tell you the last time I wrote on it which actually I've been feeling a little convicted about lately but you know sometimes in seasons you just have to um dedicate your what you have to where God's calling you and sometimes that means that not everything gets the same (laughs) amount of attention and that's where I've been at um but in the next few weeks I'll actually be uh doing a lot more writing so I will hopefully have more to share there. It's called the Guest Room Blog. Um, And if you're in the Salem area and looking for a new church home, uh, you will find me at Church on the Hill about half the days of the week and every single (laughs) Sunday. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have you here and join in our women's ministry. You are always welcome. Um, I think those are the places. I love it. I think that's, I think that's a great place. I love, I mean, I'm the same way with the blog, but just always having those timeless resources is really important. And just, Hey, we'll take anything we can get from you, Lauren. It's Mm -hmm. all so good. (laughs) But thank you. Thank you so much again for being here. I love you so much and just appreciate Mm -hmm. and adore the heck out of you. (laughs) Oh, back at you. Love you. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. It's such an honor.